Hey everybody, Dave Kurt with Lake City Realty here and coming at you live with another episode of Selling the Rock, your daily Sudbury real estate podcast. And Tristan Ritchie, the co-host. Co-host, co-host on the mic. Let's do it. It's always great when we can have the, both of us on the mic because we just, we get some back and forth. It's, uh, and we got two mics now, so it's two better mics. quality. Yeah. I'm hoping that are, are, I, I've heard a lot of people complain about the volume and the sound and things like that, guys. We're just doing our best every single day. We wake up and I always tell my kids, you know, all you can do is do your best every day, but we're hoping that this is going to improve and uh, bring us maybe a little bit better quality and of the sound. Feel free to complain. Maybe more type of feedback, we'll take it, but... Constructive uh, criticism yeah. we use all the time, that's for sure. For sure. Constantly learning. So um, we've got a really exciting topic for uh, for today on the mic, and it's uh, it's biggest predictions for the twenty twenty marketplace. Twenty twenty, I can't believe it's here. Like it's not here yet. Well, it's, <laughs> we're uh, we're two weeks like away. It, yeah. We're two weeks away, and it's like it's shocking because when I think of twenty twenty, and and I brought this up at the team uh, dinner we had over Christmas, but it's it's not like I'm planning for twenty twenty. It's I'm planning for twenty thirty. Like we're about to hit the start of a new decade and I feel like it should be Will Smith doing a new dance song or something like that. <laughs> but it's, uh, um, so it, we have to put into motion what we want to see accomplished by 2030, but like 2020 is the time to start, right? So what can we, we accomplish over the next 10 years? I think the world's our oyster and we can, you know, accomplish like an amazing amount of things, but we definitely have to put those baby steps in place. So. Yes, sir. But let's get back to the marketplace. What are the biggest, biggest shocks you think that are going to, we're going to see in 2020? So kick us off. We're going to go over our three biggest shocks today. So I believe a $30,000 price increase. $30,000 average. average price yeah. increase in, in, in one year, in 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. So at it's December 31st, 2020, we're going to see an average price point of what? $350,000? No. $320,000. $320,000? Yeah. Just over $320,000. We're That's at three ninety five now. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have so $320,000. So we're coming off a $320,000 price increase year, which is huge for Sudbury. Um, and we're going in super hot into 2020, so it still hasn't slowed down, which it usually, usually in my home doing nothing for these two weeks, you know, just like writing some goals, getting ready. But now I've just been still working, trying to so sell homes. Is the advice you're giving to all your sellers to hold off selling for another year? No, no. Why not? If the house is going to be so much more valuable. But right. Yeah, I guess you could. It, like I think it depends on what you're going to, you plan to do. Like if you're buying and selling the same marketplace and for sure it's, it's going to be Twenty thousand dollars more in price. That, that's the thing. And then more expensive on an average price point if you buy that next house, right? So yeah. So if you're if you're buying and selling, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because you're taking a gain on your and a loss on the buy. Yeah. But if you're just selling, then yeah, maybe wait. And I think like the advice that I always give to people, especially if you play the long game in real estate, there's no better investment, and that's why like I just personally believe in buying rental houses and things like that. But never over short term, always over long term. So the advice I give is like it's probably. Not great advice for a realtor to give you is, but don't sell your house. <laughs> you know, I want you to hold it and I want you to benefit from it in the long term and, you know, buy another house for sure. And the advice I'm giving you is to buy another house for sure. Leverage it, you know, use it as an asset and, you know, whatever uh, those rich dad, poor dad books are going to teach you or whatever. <laughs> Try not to use credit card debt to get into buying houses or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, use that house as an asset and, and try not to sell if you can at all figure out a way to do it. Totally. So a, a $30,000 increase in price. That's not a small thing. That's that's a pretty big, uh, huge, pretty big shock to the marketplace. And I think that we're in a position where shortage of listings, and the shortage of listings has been here for a, quite a while. The buyers are still on the sidelines and they're ready to jump. Like your buyer board, I took a look at the other door, day is packed. Mm -hmm. You know, like everybody's looking for specific things and everybody's at a different phase in their search. But like, 
man, there's a lot of people looking. And there's and a few of them that have like put it off just because they can't find anything. They've lost out on three, four homes. So they're like, okay, hey, we're just going to hold off a little bit. Like, And I think what we've seen is that so many buyers were, were holding off for so long, but now those buyers are motivated to the point where they're jumping on things and that's causing the multiple offers and that's where it's the snowball effect is starting. Yeah. So if that, if we don't see a dip in the average price point or the average days of market or the average uh, number of sales over the winter months and we see just strong, strong increases, Come the spring marketplace, if we still have a bump in the marketplace and it gets stronger, then we're definitely headed in a position where we could see a, a good chunk of increase. I don't know, 30,000, but we could definitely see a big increase over 2020 as well. So, Oh, yeah. Exciting things to be a seller time in this marketplace so, right now. So what do you think? What's, what's some of your predictions? So my biggest prediction right off the bat would be a seller's marketplace. And that kind of ties into that average increase in price. Mm-hmm. But we've seen for a while, and like I think if you ask realtors for like, over the last couple of years that we always we always try to paint this rosy picture. Oh, it's a balanced marketplace. There's just as many buyers as sellers in the marketplace, that kind of thing. And it, like that's we even said that as it's been t- tilting towards the purchasers and almost favoring a, a, a buyer's marketplace. Um, but at this, I think 2020, we're actually going to see it the, the like fully we'll, we'll call it we'll classify it as the seller's marketplace we're going to see shorter days on market i commented in my last podcast that our average days on market are just under 30 days and that's the the market in general which okay, is crazy that's, to see that's... how good places are selling we're going to see closer list to sale price ratios tristan commented on, the, on that in the last podcast and eventually that leads to price increases and that kind of ties in it's almost it's almost 98 percent 98% list to sale price ratio is, is nuts. No, yeah. But like if we look at Toronto, like during their crazy, crazy part times in the marketplace, it was over 100%. Oh, yeah. Like list to sale price ratios. And again, you can list whatever you want. It's what places are ultimately selling for. But uh, but it's, so I think that we'll be able to say 2020 is going to be, looking back, will be a seller's marketplace. That's my first prediction of 2020. Second prediction like of 2020, what is it for you? My second prediction of 2020 would be, I think I think we will get, less buyers fewer buyers yeah because i think it's been going up quite a bit but i think a lot of them are going to purchase and maybe get scared away from the market going up too much Hmm. Hmm. um i know i said a higher price increase which usually means more buyers because of supply and demand but i've already seen it on my board um i've had probably a quarter of my clients just kind of give up so are they giving up permanently? Are they in small houses? No, these are mostly for rental properties. For rental properties, yeah. okay. So yeah. they're looking for investments, flips, um, things like that. So it was really hot at the start of the year looking for those, but then they started to realize that, man, they're competing with people that just want to get into their first home and they're going to live there. They're not trying to flip a profit on it right away. So you can't compete with that if you're flipping a property. Yeah, it's definitely very difficult. And it's interesting that you brought the point up for rentals because I could see that perspective. Like. If a, if a young family's in a house that's three bedrooms and they just have no space and they're bursting at the seams, they can't exit the marketplace because mm-hmm. they just need another house, right? And maybe they're putting it on hold now because life is busy and like they've got a million things on their mind, but next year they're going to be looking in that marketplace for a house. Whether the prices are increased or decreased, it's their day-to-day life that they can't picture themselves in. And on the positive note, their house will have increased in price if the market increases, but it's just going to mean they're spending more money when they're buying that next house. So... Yeah, it's interesting, especially around the rental, around rental properties, maybe a decrease in the number of the supply of, of demand. I can see that, especially when prices increase, that's what typically happens, right? You reach a kind of a leveling out point. For me, it cycles back to the gig economy. So 2020 is, we're going to kind of, you know, look at this year and say, this is the year the gig economy like fully came to Sudbury. I don't think Uber is actually going to come here, which I would love to see personally, but uh, I think that we're going to see Airbnb. It's going to be a more and more mm. popular issue. Cool. I know that's coming out in Sudbury. Like currently, if you just search 
a random weekend at the end of December, there's 52 options right now on places to stay in Sudbury. And there's 24 of those options are super hosts. So people that are like out there, like intentionally trying to further their, their, their profile, intentionally getting back, have a, 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 like a, a built up their feedback, built up their response time so that they could be classified as super hosts. But I think that you're going to be seeing more and more of those rental people that have these options not look for the long-term solution of finding a tenant for six or for a year or two years or three years, but look for that, that Airbnb marketplace. And it just costs them some furnished rent or the renting the getting some furniture or whatever to be able to be to like classify and get it up on Airbnb. And, and what that will do in effect is it will have a further, uh, a further significant effect on our, our vacancy rate, which is already at an all-time low. I was looking for some CMAC stats leading up to today, and I wasn't able to find any for 2019. But even the year before, I think it was around 4%, they said. And practicing in the marketplace, it feels a lot lower than 4%. Yeah, and the property manager told me it was just under four percent. Yeah, a couple so, months ago. So like, like I think that the gig economy, the Airbnb will will hit Sudbury a little bit stronger. It was interesting because actually in twenty eighteen, uh, Airbnb through the government passed a four percent tax hike on people that are doing short term rentals. And so like some people that were on the Airbnb are like, what's this? What's this? Why do I have to pay four percent of my revenue to the city of Sudbury? But it just it, at that time, what it did is it validated it. Like the Sudbury's completely okay with it going on right now. You pay them their extra little 4% and they're going to be fine with it. But it's going to, especially with the number of hockey tournaments we have in Sudbury, uh, the number of people that come in here for, say, the, the hospital or whatever it is, there's a demand for short-term stay and people don't want to be in hotels. I've been that young family traveling with three kids in a hotel. That's the worst experience ever. You can be in the fanciest hotel. We end up putting our baby in the bathroom with the, the pop-up crib there. You put the kids to bed and, and you turn the lights out and then you and your wife hang out and just watch a movie or like be as quiet as possible. So the gig economy is going to lead to an Airbnb surge in our marketplace. And I think I'm, I'm ready to welcome it. That's, I agree, actually. A few more people are doing it and cash flow is there. Cash flow is there. But it just, it's... It's setting up the systems that I'm afraid of. Personally. Setting up the systems, and I think that's where, like, again, it's becoming more and more of a commonplace and more and more of a common thing. Like, one of the guys that, that, that is doing it now, currently, I'm talking to him, and he's saying he's having an 80% capacity. So 80% of the time, his unit is rented out. Because hmm. you think, you're, like, what about the two, a random Tuesday in February? But, like, 80% of the time, that, that the house that he has on Airbnb is rented out through Airbnb. Which I wonder is, what his cash flow looks like compared to... Month, he, right? he has a lot of rental properties and he's actually preferring to go this route in the yeah. future. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting times for sure. But that's my number two. Did we cover your number two already? Or? Yeah, yeah, we did my number two. So what's your number three for predictions for 2020? Even less sellers. Fewer sellers? Yeah. I thought there's a shortage of listings already. I know, I know. But I think there's going to be even less because I think if we just keep putting out this content saying the house prices are going to go up, people are going to be like, why should I sell? But they might also say, I should sell because the house prices are going up. But I think they might be more willing to stay in their home because it'll also be tougher to buy a home. So that to, in order to buy a home and you have a home, you have to be able to sell your home, which would be it's, easy. It's a complicated transaction kind of then, thing. Then you gotta <laughs> negotiate or compete against other people that don't have homes to sell. Yeah, and I think when you, when that, you bring up those kind of a points, when prices increase, people factor in the decision, should I, should I sell or should I renovate quite often more? Right, and they're like, okay, I can sell for this price, but then I have to buy for X. Why would I buy for a hundred thousand dollars more than what I feel comfortable with if I can renovate my house with fifty thousand dollars and make mm -hmm. it kind of what I want it? I'm not going to get the space I want, but I'm going to get the open concept, or I'm going to get the new bathrooms and the new kitchens or whatever. And therefore, we'll see a, a push and demand on the renovation cycle in Sudbury. Yeah. 
which is just going to be great from the perspective of more money spent on trades is more money fuel to the economy. So interesting point, and I, I, I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. We're all, I feel like we're already in a shortage. Um, it could lean the other way if buyers are all of a sudden saying, wait, I can get that for my house. There's definitely I'm going to cash out, and yeah. like, especially with people who own that multiple properties, like maybe they're taking their their, their cash right, out yeah. and on their those investment properties. But yeah, it's it's something that could happen. My third biggest prediction for 2020 is price of nickel. We're looking at it now, and like like again, if we look at the price of nickel over the last three years, it's amazing where it's gone. And I think I, I took a, a quick look, and then we're averaging around 850 a pound right now today nice. towards the end of December and like like we were four five six like in the like like last five years well like five years ago or something like that where and and it's been low for a while depressing we've definitely been on the comeback for the last two years but uh, and we we always point to the the electric car batteries and how we're going to need high-grade nickel for that and I have read that that's only going to be like accounting for maybe between five and seven percent of the total nickel so that's going to be still small in the short term um, but Indonesia is making some changes in 2022 that are going to be announced in January, apparently, that they're going to be not accepting outsider nickel. I just think that we're headed to a position where we've seen this constant growth in, in mineral prices uh, with everything else in the marketplace that's kind of, you know, steady growth. Nickel has been one of the more reliable places that people have found value and the demand's been there. So I could see this kind of tipping at the end of 2020 at 10 bucks a pound. And what does $10 a pound mean for nickel and Sudbury? It means more money spent on on uh, on the sub trades. It's Valet will spend what they're going to spend, and Extrad is going to spend what they're going to spend. But it's going to be those small companies that come up and, and f- facilitate around the mining industry that are going to put a, a huge demand and a huge um, overall a po- positive spin on our local economy. Those eight million dollar homes might go up to sixteen. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but it's uh, so. I think that we're in a position where we could be seeing a ten dollar pound uh, at the end of twenty twenty for the price of nickel. And I think in general that would just be strong things for Sudbury. You know, we have diversified away from just being reliant on nickel. But at the end of the day, when it booms, it's just gravy. And definitely, I can see twenty twenty being a good year from that perspective. <laughs> Perfect, guys. So that's our prediction for 2020. If you have any comments, feel free to leave them behind. Like, share, tell your friends to download and subscribe to our podcast. And until next time, guys, we'll check you in 2020. Enjoy the holidays.